step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Thank you very much, Nicole. Uh, those Red Sox keep rolling. Tell <laughs> you, undefeated. They're doing as well as the Bruins and Celtics. My name is Dan Ray. I'm the host of Nightside. And uh, stick with us. We have an interesting program tonight all the way until midnight. We're going to deal, I hope, with two topics, two different subjects, but maybe two subjects that are somehow related. Before we get to those two subjects, um, let me remind you that Rob Brooks is back in the control room, and he is just looking to hear from you, for you to weigh in on these two topics. What are the two topics? Well, they're tough topics tonight. Um, The first is this bizarre event that happened on a United Airlines flight from Los Angeles to Boston on Sunday night. Uh, This was incredible. I can't imagine what it must have been like to have been on that plane. If you've seen any of the video that a passenger took there's been I think a couple of passengers but one had the one woman from Rhode Island had the um, the calm demeanor to be able to videotape I assume with her cell phone the um, outrageous outrageous actions of this 33 uh, year old guy from Lemonster we're going to talk about that we also want to talk about the horrific uh, murders of two Americans in Mexico, uh, and we will be talking with uh, Victor Avila, um, who has been a supervisory special agent agent with the U.S. Ice and Homeland Security Investigations. He himself was the um, target of an assassination attempt by the cartels um, several years ago. In that um, that attempt, uh, his partner was killed. And he survived. So um, he will be able to give us a perspective of what happened in Mexico, probably as good as anyone. But I want to, first of all, come right back to Boston, to Logan Airport. Uh, tonight, uh, Congressman Steve Lynch, uh, and perhaps we will get Congressman Lynch uh, on this tomorrow night, uh, is calling for the FAA uh, to uh, review flight operations uh following a number of incidents at Logan Airport. We've had, you know, this couple of planes clip their wings. You had that near collision the other day. Uh, According to um, Steve Lynch's office, after several troubling incidents at Logan Airport, uh, I am requested, I'm requesting an urgent review of flight operations with FAA officials and an update on, and an update on those investigations into recent events. Yesterday, the right wing of a United Airlines plane struck the tail of another United Airlines plane as both were scheduled for departure. One week prior to that incident, a JetBlue plane narrowly escaped a collision with a Learjet aircraft as it was preparing to land. In addition, on Sunday, A man attempted to attack a flight attendant, and he did, in fact, attack that flight attendant and open an emergency exit door on a United Airlines flight from Los Angeles to Boston Logan Airport. 
Congressman Lynch goes on to say in relief that no one was hurt or injured in all three events. However, the escalation of incidents and close calls at Logan, very troublesome. The FAA is responsible for flight operations and have already requested a briefing with their officials to get an update on their investigations into how these events occurred and propose solutions to ensure they do not continue. We must be vigilant and address these issues now to prevent more accidents from happening with potentially far worse outcomes. That's Congressman Steve Lynch. Um, uh, he was a member of the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee in the last Congress um, when uh, they held hearings to examine a surge of disruptive behavior. Uh, I think we remembered those. So uh, here's the, here's the, uh, the, the story. It, and again, I'm assuming at this point most of you have seen or have heard of this event. So, plane is going from Los Angeles to Boston, and there's somewhere, I guess, 45 minutes maybe to a half an hour uh, from landing in Boston. So, the plane has traveled, what, five hours at this point. It's about five and a half, six hours, depending upon the the winds um, at 30,000 feet, um, how strong they are. So, um, it would appear that this guy who is seated, and I'm going to try to describe it for those of you who can't, haven't seen the video. It looks to me as if he's seated a few rows from the back of the plane. He might be just three or four rows from the back of the plane on the right-hand side. And it looks as if he's in either a middle seat or a window seat. From the angle of the video, you really can't tell. But he stands up and basically starts to babble. I mean, there's just no other way to... Um, to describe it. Um, he is clearly um, uh, troubled, which is, you know, fine. We have all the sympathy in the world for people who are troubled. When you're going to get troubled on an airline and threaten the lives of a couple of hundred other people, um, that's not my primary concern. Tough, tough cookies. Rob, let's just uh, start with cut 57 here. Please play cut 57. He's not talking to anyone in, in specifically, and I apologize for the audio. It's not as clear as I had hoped it would be. Uh, you're hearing, obviously, a plane in flight, and this um, woman from Rhode Island um, is uh, very skill skillfully uh, getting this videotape. And uh, he goes on. He goes on. And then he's looking for... I'll, I'll try to give you a sense of what you want to listen for here. Where's the Where's Homeland Security with the gun to prove to everyone that he's going to die and then he's going to kill everybody in the plane. This guy is nuts. Absolutely. He's looking. It's almost as if he wants to be killed. Cut 58, please, Rob. Cut number 58. So where's the Homeland Security with the gun? Because I'm waiting for them to pull 
point the gun at me so I can show everybody that I won't die when I take every bullet in that clip to wherever in my body they shoot it, and then I will kill every man on this plane. So where are they? Where's Homeland Security? Pull the gun. Pull the gun. Where are they? You don't have Homeland Security. You're not gonna try. You're not gonna try and stop me. You saw you're all cowards. So then we have, we have two more cuts, which I need to play for you. And again, the audio there is a little better, Rob. Whatever you can do to make the audio better, we'll all appreciate. Um, he now um, uh, says, you know, he, he characterizes his father as Dracula. Um, and, um, and then he flips out on some guy named Jason. He continues to look for Homeland Security. Uh, and, you know, we're SWAT to shoot me down. This guy is looking to die. And interestingly enough, there's a lot of people on the plane here who are just kind of sitting and they're minding their own business, which I don't know if I would have had that amount of discipline. I would have hoped that three or four guys could have stood up and made sure that he stayed in his seat. Um, but that's not how it played out. Cut 59, Rob. Cut number 59. Go Homeland Security with Balthazar on the plane? My dad lied to all of you. My father called himself Dracula from the beginning of the Why are you even talking? Shut up, Jason. Just shut up. Nobody cares what you say. Yeah, he's been ruining humanity. If you're a human, no, shut up and sit down. No, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Where's Homeland Security? There should be Homeland Security. Step away from me. I don't care if I'm scared of you. I don't care. Well, tell them to bring SWAT to shoot me down because they're going to have to shoot me down today. Remember that. So this guy, this is really, you know, the, the, the concept is suicide by cop. This is what cops face, police officers face many times. Okay, final um, soundbite will hold for a minute. Um, but we're going to open up the phone lines and talk about this and, and how this can be prevented. Uh, jump on board if you want, 617-254-1030, 888-929-1030, I have a lot to say about this. I hope you do as well. This should not happen in America on an airplane 22 years, 22 and a half years after 9-11. Back on Nightside after this. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's news radio. So this guy who you're hearing, his name is Francisco Severo Torres, lives in Lemonster, apparently lives with his mother in Lemonster. I've watched some of the news broadcasts tonight. Um, he apparently has had interaction with law enforcement before. Now, there's one soundbite here, final soundbite, that, um, that he utters before he runs up the aisle and tries to stab a couple of male flight attendants who are positioned to prevent him from getting to the cockpit, according to the uh, video that I've seen and that hopefully you've seen tonight. Rob, this is cut number 60. Cut 60. Where are they diverting us? Because wherever it is, there's going to be a bloodbath everywhere. You can run away. You can all run away if you want. If you're men, you can run. I won't kill you. My fault is our Put up your hands and say, don't kill me then, or don't approach me, because I'm Balthazar. As renamed by God, Balthazar, since I'm taking over this plane. Oh my God. 
rushes to the front of the plane. He's taken down by there's two um, brave flight attendants, male flight attendants. The female flight attendants were talking to him at the back. This went on for about a total of about four minutes. Uh, and to me, it was as I watched it, and I'd love to know what your reaction is. It it all ended well. I must say that, other than the fact that there was an attempt to stab someone, he had taken some sort of a spoon. Um, why they have anything other than a plastic spoon? It's described as a metal spoon, but why would you have a metal spoon anyway? I want to go to the phone calls, and I want to hear. Here's why I'm angry. I'm angry that this clown can get on a plane and put people in fear. Uh, and maybe he also tried to open up the emergency exit. Thank God that didn't happen previously. Okay? Um, with all that we go through when we go to the airport, take off your shoes, take off your belts, do this, do that, all of which is necessary. How does this guy get on a plane? How does this guy, with the background that he has, someone doesn't check it out? Um, I don't know if he had a had a breakdown i don't know if he took a drug but uh, this has to stop ladies and gentlemen and i just say the tsa needs to be called in on the rug and stop warn wanding uh 95 year olds who are in wheelchairs um and focus on the people who look like they maybe could be a somewhat problematical let's go to paul and need paul appreciate you calling in your thoughts on this paul um <clears throat> Probably the same as yours. I wanted to just run this by you. Six days ago, the president's nominee to head the FAA, Philip Washington, was in front of the Senate for confirmation. Okay. Did you by any chance see that or hear of that? I did not. Why don't you fill us in? <clears throat> uh, various senators uh, asked him numerous questions, many questions, um, about the FAA and airplane rules and regulations. He was unable to answer 90% of the questions. Um, when you have a moment, uh, try, to look, try to view this interview in front of the uh, Senate Confirmation Committee on Philip Washington. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to check it out. I, I mean, you know, uh, I, I can sense from your tone that, that he was um, pretty, pretty uh, abysmal. Unqualified. Very is, unqualified. And what this is, is one what of the reasons. Again, I'm not, not that it's critically important to what we're talking about, but what is his um, background? Um, that, did he have you know some experience in the airline industry? No, he's not a pilot. He has no experience at all. Uh, I guess he has a limited amount of managerial experience, but he does. He's not a pilot. Uh, uh, nothing in transportation. Um, so he might have been, not, he might have <clears throat> he might have managed um some company or he might have managed a warehouse or he might have managed a McDonald's <laughs> and they're gonna put him in well, charge of the FAA. I don't want to take a lot of your time. Maybe it's not relevant to the topic, but I would ask you to try to check it out. It's pathetic. The the uh, confirmation hearing was pretty sad. Okay, and that was last yeah. week. And that was last week. Uh, it was six days ago. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, last week. So I will I will get get to it at some point tomorrow and uh I just want to, I want to focus on tonight, uh, at, at least for probably for a couple of hours. 
Uh, we will be talking about this horrific um, murder of two Americans. Um, and two, uh, Philip Washington was the nominee. You mentioned his name, Paul Washington. Uh, was it Paul Washington? Philip. <clears throat> Philip. Philip Washington. Yeah, you, I wrote that down earlier. But I just want Very to bring us then. back to where we are here. Um, good enough. The question is, um, I was watching an interview tonight with um, a, a union representative of the um, uh, Flight Attendants Association, and, and she was asked about air marshals, and she said that she you know, could not comment on what the policy is. Um, I, I didn't think there were still air marshals on flights, um, but now that I think about it, uh, we need to have restore that. Um, and, and if it's going to cost people a little extra to travel, so be it. Uh, and if the airlines, you know, they could they could hire air marshals. It would seem to me that you know they could hire U.S. air marshals on a, you know sort of a private detail and have a couple of them on the plane to deal with this type of um, of activity. This guy was Looney Tunes, Looney Tunes. Um, and he wasn't a particularly big guy. I mean, you know, you push him over, and uh, and I think he'd fall to the ground. Um, and he has a history. You say he what? He, he has a history of bad behavior. What's he doing on a plane if he's behaving like that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess um, he's had um, some run-ins with the law. I saw there was a, uh, some quotes from the Lemonster police chief. Lives in Lemonster. Uh, I just think there should be some deep background checks on these folks. And when you have people who who act irrationally, this guy, again, I, I haven't seen his rap sheet, so I don't I don't want to quote it. But apparently there was a robbery involved, and at one point he had a domestic violence thing with his mom or something like that. I mean, you know, run of the mill stuff. But but people like that, you 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 do that, you shouldn't be on an airplane, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, right. until you get cleared and. This, that plane easily, easily could have had a had a major problem. Um, uh, again, the flight attendants were great. When the fellow passengers acted, they acted decisively, but they let him make the first move, and he never should have been been let to run up that aisle because you never know once he gets closer to the cockpit, which would with with something in his hand that could stab somebody. Uh, it's frightening to watch. Frightening to watch. Paul, appreciate your call. Thank you much, and I will I will look for that video tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. 617-254-1030-888-929-1030-617-931-1030. There's just, to me, there's there's a problem here. If if we are not providing um, security on air flights, um, and, and we have seen what has happened in this country in the past, um, that has to be a, a priority. We've been we've we've been very lucky. I, I read something last week that said that we have not had a major air disaster, meaning a you know commercial air disaster in in several years, which is great. But this could have turned into something. This could have turned into something. And uh, to the flight attendants, they uh, they were the real heroes here. And I guess it took four guys to keep this guy on the ground. And again, if he's if he's taking some, if he's taking some pill or something, and he has no limitations on pain, um, that's that's why it's why you need four people to sit on top of him. Uh, get some air marshals up there. Let's 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 bring this country back. Come on, six one seven two five four ten thirty triple eight nine two nine ten thirty six one seven nine three one ten thirty. Light him up. We're going to talk about this for a couple hours. Back after this. Nightside with Dan Ray. On WBZ, Boston's News Radio.
We're talking about a truly bizarre story, a truly bizarre story that um, that took place in the about, I guess, thirty thousand feet over over Boston or over New England on Sunday night. Um, if you have watched, it even was on the the network news. But this guy threatened uh, threatened other passengers, threatened uh, to take down the plane, threatened flight attendants, on and on and on. And the question is, we have so much security at airports. Uh, we everybody goes through. They got to take their shoes off. Every, every all of that stuff that you go through. Um, they have, you know, ninety-five-year-old uh, person in a wheelchair. Uh, we've got to check them out. Got to focus upon them. You know, a, a woman seven months. Pre- oh, let's make sure she's. Uh, and somehow, some way, somehow, some way, this guy gets on a plane, acts up, and it'll be interesting now. You know, will will they? You know, plead him. To, well, this is a mental problem. Let's get him a little bit of help. And I'm I'm tired of getting somebody help help who does this. Uh, at least that's my feeling. Call me cruel, but that's my feeling. Let me go next to um, Chris is in Chelmsford. Chris, welcome. You are next on Nice Eye, Chris. You know, I agree with you about that, Dan Ray. Of uh, people getting help. I, I'm, not, I'm not even sure why this person got got on the airplane in the first place. I, I was wounded in 84. I heard you mention that earlier. And um, it was a uh, Michael Jackson belt. But other than that, but the last time I was on a plane, it was in 91. I went to Utah. and um, Well, it's got very, it's, it's very different today, um, Chris. If, if, you, um, if you fly anywhere, um, you got to get to the airport, uh, depending upon your destination, one hour, two hours, maybe in some cases, an international flight flights of three hours. I mean, it's Correct. it's 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 a different experience. If the last time you flew was was in 1991, but this Correct. guy put in danger. I don't know. There's probably 150, 175, 200 people on a plane, as well as the crew, and and acted up. They should throw the book at this guy. I want to find the I, toughest, I meanest judge. Um, and yeah, if you want to put him away for six months, put him away for six months, then bring him out and put him in jail. As far as I'm concerned, and I'm I'm talking yeah. as a lawyer. I mean, I have. I, I agree. This, you know, if this guy is standing in the middle of the street in downtown Boston and is you know and is nuts and is waving a knife at people and the police come along and they take him down, that's one thing. But when you do so, do this on an airplane at thirty thousand feet. It's a whole different ballgame as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. I'm sure some will disagree with me on that, but that's fine. <laughs> that's... I agree with you on that. Uh, I just can't believe it. Um, but um, uh, it's, it's just so weird. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's weird and it shouldn't happen again. Chris, I appreciate your call. Exactly. Thank you much. I want to hear Thank from as much. many people as po- possible. You too, Chris. Take it easy. Thanks. Okay. All right, let me go next to um, William in Baltimore. Hey, William, thanks for checking in. I know who this is. How are you, buddy? Oh, Roy, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. This uh, all happened in Boston, so uh, if my if my nerves seem a little on edge, it's a little too close for comfort, well, you know? Yeah, hey, Dan, well, I can't blame you. I feel the same way you feel, too, uh, about this, because, like you said, uh, I flew last year. I just booked a flight yesterday to go to Akron, 
in June. Um, last year, going to New Orleans, you know, like you said, uh, they make you take your shoes off. They make you uh, take your belt off. <laughs> you yeah. Know, I was you talking know. to the guy. I said, can I hold my wallet in my hand? He was like, no, the wallet got to go uh the wallet got to go through the machine, right? I said, I said, I'm scared, but wow, I really was nervous about putting it through that machine, you know. But no, I, well, I have so a, I, I have that. a money clip, and uh, I keep the cash in my hand. To be honest with you, I, because... was, you know what? I'm gonna do that next time. Yeah, just take my cash out in my car, you know. Um, and then you want to hear a funny story? You know, I'm blind, so uh, I used to travel with a guide dog because I fly about once or twice a year. Yeah, and you know. <laughs> They, they scared the dog, man. They really? Like, wow, yeah. man. I said, y'all scared, yeah. y'all scared a Labrador retriever, you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but people like that get on the airplane, you know, of course he loved it because, you know, he loved everybody. But, you know, when I seen that story, um, you know, I thought the same thing you thought, but I thought that after 9-11, uh, I can't see it. I know you fly more than me. I thought they reinforced the, um, they reinforced the cockpit doors so nobody's going to get did. in. Yeah, you know, they, um, they did, but you, you don't know. Look, things happen. All of a sudden, if if this guy gets up near the cockpit and and for some reason oh, I understand. one yeah. of the pilots just, you know, you know, wanted to see what's going on and he opened. I mean, people make, you know, human error. Um, yeah. This yeah, guy had, had tried to apparently... Look, I heard they said... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, this guy had tried to... Um, Opened the emergency door, you know, which yeah, which would have too. which would have caused a disaster. Thank goodness that it's very difficult. I guess at certain at certain heights, you you can't even open that door. Uh, wow, but man. but then when the when the flight attendant went up to him and said, um, "Hey, someone said they saw you um, messing with the emergency door. Was that you?" And he said something like, "Would oh, you have video? Do you have a camera of it?" It was almost it was almost an admission. <laughs> you know, you think most people say, No, what are you talking about? What do you who's who said that? It was like, Well, do you have me on camera? <laughs> and at that right, point right. she alerted the, the, the pilots up front. I mean, pilots have enough in their mind when they're flying planes. We don't need this. And um But we don't. We uh, do uh, not. Uh, you know Good. Oh, I'm sorry. I heard that they said he could get life, man. And I you know, I knew, I think like you said, it's like a hundred and some people on there. And he could, and you know, thank God he came to the door because I always worried about that too. Some fool, you know, running up trying to open up the door. Uh, but that's like 175 people, so I guess that's why he possibly could get light. That's what I heard on the news anyway. Well, I would think anybody, whether they, whether he was on a plane that was full or whether he was on a plane that was, you know, a quarter full. And there aren't too many planes that are quarter full these days, um, William. So where did you say you're flying this year, my friend? I'm going to Akron, Ohio in June. Akron, Ohio, Sure. LeBron yeah, James is home. But, you know, that's LeBron James' James's hometown, right? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. First time I've ever been to Akron anyway. But, uh, you know, usually I go further away. But uh, that's where they have a conference at this year for blind I met, I yeah. met many years ago, I met the guy who at that time was the mayor of Akron, Ohio, believe it or not. <laughs> He was some. Oh, he was okay. here in Boston for something, and we ended up covering him uh, when I was working in TV. It's got to be twenty years ago. <laughs> right, hey, great right, to hear from you, right. William. You well, keep I love it, flying, man. You keep keep listening and keep calling, my friend. Okay. Um, I know things oh, are still yeah. tough oh, in yeah. Baltimore. I keep reading. I I have a oh, access to God. the Baltimore Sun, and things are going a little crazy. Well, they now. killed another teenager here yesterday. That's uh-huh. cool. That's four of them for this year. Fifteen years old. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We had a little we had a, we had a young man uh, killed up here who was 13 for no apparent reason. His um he had oh, he was living God. with his grandma 
in um in a suburb of Boston. I heard the show that night. Yeah, I heard you right, talking yeah. about that. You yeah. know, it's just horrible. It's just horrible. It Thanks, is. William. You're my okay, favorite caller you, down there in Baltimore, okay? <laughs> yeah, you take care, man. Right. Thanks very much. Thanks, thanks, William. Good night. We're going to go next to, let me see. We're going to get people in here moving them quickly. Let us go to Eileen in Hull. Eileen, glad to know that you're back in Hull tonight. How are you? Um, I'm fine, uh, but stories like this are very disturbing. And um, there's the the uh, the, the um, airlines are looking for terrorists, but they're not looking for people who are mentally off. Yep. And I think it'll be interesting to hear his. He he apparently lives in Lemonster. Yes. With his mother. It'll that's be what, interesting. That's what the TV, he, one of the TV reports suggested tonight, and he apparently had. Um, you know, had a, a a problem with his mom one day, and the police were called. This guy's thirty three years old. I'd love to know when you're thirty three years old. What would take him to Los Angeles? I mean, you know, you you got to have a few dollars in your pocket to get on a plane these days, it's right? Not, they're uh, not giving these these um, seats away, right? Um, so, um, I think you know it'll be interesting to to find out the background of this guy and. Um, we really, there are too many problems being caused by people with mental illnesses out there. We used to have psychiatric hospitals, state hospitals, and they were all closed down as being horrible places. But I can tell you from personal experience, I have a son who is mentally ill, and he lives in a group home, a community group home, um, and the, there's, there's, I think there's even less money given for support of mentally ill people living in community group homes. Yeah. And, um, every effort was made to have me take him back into my home, yeah. you know, when he was 40 years old and, um, nobody age 40 should be living at home just with their mother. Right. I mean, it, it just, you know, it, it's, uh, the, the, the whole system is sick. Um, so I think, I, I don't know what, what can be done about it now because those state hospitals are gone and the amount of money that would, it would take to, to, um, rebuild them and, and, uh, restaff them, um, is probably, you know, well, you know, look, uh, I, I, th- there, there are people who, uh, who have shown through their life that they may be dealing with some, you know, some mental problems, but they're mm-hmm. they're not going to hurt anybody. Um, they're right. not going to do something uh, as bizarre as what this guy did. Uh, no, there should be a special wouldn't. place for this guy to get some treatment and to be separated from society for a significant period of time until he can be incorporated exactly. back into society. I mean, yeah. uh, look, all these people on the streets of Boston uh, and, and major cities are probably mental illness is a factor. We should do whatever we yep. can to help those folks. But when somebody acts out at this level, at this way, this is the equivalent, as far as I'm concerned, of someone who points a gun at the president of the United States. This is right. this it's, is a John uh, Hinckley type action. Hinckley, uh, uh, you know, wounded a couple of people. Eventually, the press secretary for um, 
uh, President Reagan died of his wounds. But this right, guy right. easily could have caused a, a plane to go down and, you know, hundreds of right. uh, dozens and, and scores look, of people. He's out there free now. He, no, no, no. He's not you know? out there free. He's being held. He's being held to a hearing on Thursday, and he shouldn't be out there oh. free. Yeah, so no, no, no. But but the problem no, is no, the, when when the story fades from the headlines, Eileen, we we lose you know we lose track of it, and um, and and that's where the court system all of a sudden, you know, he he gets you know some sort of suspended sentence. I hope that they throw the book at this guy. Oh and, oh, a a absolutely. I mean, uh, get him, you know, get him he the help to, that he needs. He needs uh, to go to Bridgewater State Hospital and be completely checked out and, and retooled um, <laughs> literally retooled eileen thank you so much right. great to see you okay talk to you soon okay thanks good night thanks. take a break coming back on night side we're going to talk about this into the next hour i i believe i believe that and i and matter of fact if you don't want i'll just keep i'll just keep r rattling on here because i think it's important and i want to hear if there's enough of you out there who believe maybe it is time for sky marshals to come back on a frequent basis um this was just it was a random fight but it could have been a tragic flight. Be back on Nightside after this. You're on Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Let's keep rolling. Right back to the calls. We're going to get to as many people as we can, and we'll do this for a couple of hours. Dennis and Everett. Dennis, you're next on Nightside. Go right ahead. Dennis, if you're there, great. If not, we'll move on. Put him on hold, Rob. Yeah. Put him on hold. Let's go back. We'll go to uh, Christine in Somerville. Christine, next on Nightside. Go right ahead. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm fine, Christine. Your thoughts on this? It, 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 this is my first time calling your show. I've been listening to you. This is my first time talking to you, man. Well, thank you very much. Thank I can you. tell that you must come from the southern part of Somerville, because that is not a classic Somerville accent you got there. <laughs> oh, well. And I have to agree with your uh, list, too call is there um now i haven't flown in like i haven't flown in an airplane in like oh gosh uh 31 years and um it's disturbing to say the least to hear stuff like this you know i mean you think that and people say oh flying's the safest thing of traveling and blah 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 this and that and the other thing and to hear that that yeah. somebody tried to open the emergency door like whoa yep yep and uh, and you've heard you've heard his um uh, his his rant today um or, or on Sunday night. I mean, this is frightening to be on that plane. And there were a lot of little kids on that plane as well. I'm told. Exactly, exactly. You know, and that that's scary when you have little kids and they see this. And I'm sorry, and I'm gonna say this: they never should have closed the mental institution down. I think that Mike Dukakis made a very bad decision to do that. They really need to reopen these places. It's ridiculous because people like that cannot operate in society. I And I'm sorry, I stand on that. Well, no, I mean, some people are going to think, well, that, that sounds insensitive, but I don't think it's insensitive at all. I think that um, uh, essentially I think Governor Dukakis uh, did that at the time when there was a push nationwide to, uh, yep. to close down. Uh, these uh -huh. institutions and many of those institutions that treated people badly. Uh, I don't think we need to treat people badly. I think we just need to treat, no. try to help people. Yeah, because, and you know something, I don't think that mental illness is being talked about enough. My other half and I have had this conversation 
I think it needs to be specified more. To well, be honest with you, I mean, that's be, my opinion. Will, that's what I think. <laughs> we will be talking about it tonight, I promise you, and we'll talk about this yeah. in the next hour. And thank you very much, Christine. A lovely first call, and please come back soon. I, are you? I, uh, I thought I picked up like a, a maybe an accent from another part of the country. That's what I was kidding you uh, about. Uh, no, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's just. That, I don't know. That's just the way I sound, I guess. All right. Well, you, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I, I it didn't sound like a, a Somerville. Came, you don't have a Somerville accent. Let me put it like that. Okay? I originally, well, I originally came from Tewksbury, and I've lived here since 2016. So. All right. Okay. Where did you grow right. up, if great. I could ask? Huh? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Tewksbury. Okay, well, then that's a Tewksbury accent. Now I figured out. Now I know what a Tewksbury accent is. Thanks, Christine. Yeah. We'll talk again. Thank All you right. much. Anytime, buddy. Good Have time. a great night. Good night. Let's go back see if Dennis is ready. Dennis, you weren't quite ready before. You ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Go right ahead. How you doing, Dan? All right? I'm doing just great. I missed you right. when well, we were looking for you that. there. I thought well, you'd fall think... asleep. You're up. Go ahead. I'm up. Uh, those pass. I'm glad those passengers acted i mean that's that's great that finally the passengers are you know helping out if they see something wrong your life's at stake there you know it's crazy but how do they know anything about anybody you don't know what they're going to do up there i mean but he was a crazy looking good dude but we all got something on our plate but i don't know I don't know. Well, he it also he has a background too. Okay, I mean he does have a background. So, I mean it it it, it wasn't as if I just think that if if the government is going to check us out and uh, and wand us at the airport and all do all of that, that they they should also do a little bit of due diligence. I mean, you know, you should, uh, you know, I just look. This guy clearly, clearly has some mental illness issues, and I right. don't know he should have been on that airplane that night. I don't know the easiest way to make sure he doesn't get on an airplane um uh and and i you know we don't want to prevent people unnecessarily but this guy i mean that was was way over the top this isn't some guy who's had you know uh two beers in the plane and and says something stupid to the to the flight attendant and the flight attendant is offended by it um right this is you know some guy who says gee honey you look great tonight you know not that that should be allowed i'm not suggesting that but you could have someone like that thrown off a plane for doing something like that where this guy ends up is threat is threatening everybody's going to die and he's going to kill all the men on the plane the women are going to be okay crazy as right. a hoodow right can you imagine sitting next to him for six hours no, no, I couldn't. No, absolutely <laughs> not. not. No way. No way. But All how... right, Dennis. I'm, I'm glad we got you in, but I'm up at the nine o'clock news, so I got to let you run for now. Okay. Thank you, my friend. All right. Always a pleasure, Dan. Right back at you. Thank you much. Yeah. All right. We have um, Suzanne, Jeffrey, and Steve, and we got a couple of open lines. We're going to talk about this until ten. Six one seven two five four ten thirty triple eight nine two nine ten thirty. If you haven't heard about this story, uh, we'll uh, review it. On the other side of the 9 o'clock news, in the meantime, feel free to call 617-254-1030, 888 929 1030